Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have our special guest for the third time, <laughs> Dr. Anna Nichols. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. And I know. Talk to you guys a little bit about hearing and what we do on a daily basis. Yeah. So Dr. Anna um, owns Nichols Hearing and Audiology. She said when they answer the phone, they say Nichols Hearing because it's just too long. It's true. <laughs> um, and we were having a very interesting conversation before we started recording um, about, which I want to dive right into, about Ear cleaning. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They, hot topic right now. Please go, if you have not yet, go to their Instagram, which is, I guess, at Nichols Hearing, mm-hmm. which is smart. At Nichols it's Hearing and Audiology. I think it's the full thing. But if you type, if you it type in, in Nichols Hearing, you should find it'll us, pop yeah. up. But they yeah. posted, I think a week or so ago, a video of Dr. Anna cleaning out someone's ear. And it was so satisfying to watch. <laughs> it is. We have had a lot of hits on that video just because once you look, you can't look away. You're like, oh my gosh, I need to get my ears yes, cleaned exactly. right now. <laughs> so we, we do a lot of ear cleaning. Um, it's kind of part of the process to make sure that you're hearing well. Um, and so we do see people specifically just for ear cleaning. Really? Not necessarily hearing problems. So is it true? I think it is. But the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm looking the at creeps. the. Yeah, it does. But the, is it a is it a misconception or not that Q-tips are not bad, but like can be really bad? They can be bad because yeah. what they do for some people is they actually push the wax further into their ears, and it depends on your ear. It depends on how much wax you produce. Um, some people produce and that's more kind than of a others. Genetic thing. It's a genetic yeah. thing. Yeah. And some people produce more wax than others. And some people are just prone to it. Mm-hmm. And we see them back like every six months and we just clean their ears. Um, but yes, Q tips can push it further. They can. And they're a little dangerous because, too, if you're using a Q tip and someone bumps you or bumps your oh, elbow, gosh. it can really injure your ear. So we say if you're going to use them, just kind of go around the outside of the opening of the ear. Don't go deep into your ear. Yeah. But it is very satisfying. I was going to say, yeah, I am like in the habit. I have to use Q-tips every time I get out of the shower and it just, I wouldn't feel my routine wouldn't be complete without it. (laughs) And as long as as you don't go super deep, it's fine. It's totally fine. But I can come see you and you can can, can clean them out. Well, my grandfather, he just, I guess, produced more earwax than the normal person. And he would go get his ears cleaned out, and it was insane. Yes, the amount of stuff yes. I've gotten out of people's ears. Um, I, I Can cleaned. you, like, make candles with it and stuff? <laughs> no, <laughs> you cannot. make. There's, like, a gag gift online on Amazon about candle making with earwax, but you cannot make anything oh useful. Oh, my gosh. Um, but some people do. Some people produce quite a bit. I saw yeah. somebody last week, and I got some earwax that looked like a, about a ra- size of a raisin. And so I'm sure they can hear a million times better. So much better after you get it out. And they're like, wow, it feels great. I can hear now. And then some people I see and they're like, I hear better, (laughs) but I still can't hear. Yeah. And so we we will do a hearing test as well for anybody, you know, that hasn't that suspects a hearing loss as well. Yeah. But if you have like a feeling of fullness or pressure mm. that kind of comes on suddenly, it's probably earwax. Hmm. It's probably stopped up. Would that have anything to do with, are some people just more prone to like ear infections too? Well, and ear infections are the middle ear. So ear infections uh, are down beyond that. That's good to know. I and, always and, wondered And about really that. ear infections are really prevalent in kids. Mm-hmm. So once someone's about the age or once a kid is about three, they see a lot less ear infections because the there's a, a drainage tube 
And what happens is it kind of starts slanting down as the kid grows, ah. as their head grows. So hmm. really there's there's ear infections, you know, kind of in the early toddler age ages, and then they should outgrow it. Yeah. Um, and that's why adults don't get them, uh. typically. Typically adults don't Interesting. get ear infections. So um, my parents, my mom is like on my dad to come see you. If they haven't made an appointment yet, <laughs> I'm sure they will soon. But it's so comical to me because I, I think he has a traditional male selective oh, hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really interesting because um, as we age, we typically start losing our high frequencies first, mm-hmm. just kind of where in the ear it is, um, it is. And women's voices are high frequencies. So men do they lose really ability can't hear us. to hear the wives. <laughs> they really do. And, and it's not really a joke. It's that true. Is, they do lose the ability to hear women and children's voices first. And that's the most hom- common type of hearing loss that we see. That's odd because I hear high okay. Uh-huh. It's the mid frequencies that it's I've lost. And, you know, again, uh, to backtrack from the first two times you were here, <laughs> I spent a lot of time in front of amplifiers yes. as a musician. A lot of noise. A lot of noise. And that's why I'm sitting here listening to you all with headphones. I mean, that's <laughs> part of the reason why. But it's it's odd that. I, I still hear the highs really well. It's the the mids that I Well, and it may have been the, the type of noise you were around and yeah. the frequency of the amplifier that you were around. I'm a bass player. So. Yes, that's probably why. <laughs> and so you've, you've, you've lost a different area. Because if you're exposed to more of those mid frequencies, that's where you're going to have hearing loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought about that. Because yeah. so, I know with like the hearing, I've had a hearing test I don't know why, but at some point I've had one and I know even, uh, or maybe it was just one of those online things, Mm -hmm. but I know like when they, it's like a joke kind of, but like when you hit a certain age, that very, very, very highest one, if you're like a teenager, even in your twenties, you can hear it. But once you hit a certain age, you like can't hear it anymore. It's true. We slowly start losing our hearing. So like normal levels for kids are like zero and five Mm -hmm. on the chart. And then adults is closer to 20. So like we just kind so of tell me about the chart. So when we when we test hearing, we test hearing on a decibel level. Okay. And the range of normal hearing is from zero to twenty. Mm. So it's kind of a range. But we see kids that are like they're like up in zeros and fives. So and that's the best. That's like the best. Zero is the best. Okay. And um, adults are still normal at twenty, but we definitely lose more of our hearing as we get older. It's genetic. A lot of it is genetic. And then if we've been exposed to noise. Yeah, I was going to say, I I guess I just naively thought it was mostly what you've been exposed Mm -hmm. to and not really really be genetic. So like we have families that we see and we see like we see all the siblings and they all have hearing loss. And it's 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 very much genetic. But then if you've also been in the military, shot guns, worked around a lot of equipment, you're going to be more likely to have hearing loss as well. Yeah. Because we do see a lot of veterans. Um, yeah. Then, and, and it's interesting because we'll see some that have shot guns and shot a lot of guns, and they'll have pretty good hearing. And then hmm. we'll see others that don't. So there's some genetic component in there that, you know, you may be exposed to something and may not be as affected as somebody else. Yeah. Would. Are you, as far as your patient ratio, is it pretty equal male, female? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I would say we probably have a little bit more male than female. Yeah. Um, it's probably 60, 40. 
Probably due to the military. Yeah, due to the military, due to noisy hobbies. Yeah. Men tend to have noisy hobbies, cars, guns, Women don't like to equipment. do the gun shooting thing quite no, as much, typically. They typically <laughs> don't. I mean, there are some. They typically yeah. don't. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a higher ratio of men. Yeah, that's um, interesting. But women are more proactive. I do see this. That's shocking. They are. <laughs> women are a lot more proactive. Women are like, I'm having trouble hearing. I need to get it fixed. Yep. And men are like, you know, let me just I'm take, fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. Let me take my time. Uh, or let my wife has said And then that. the wife drags them in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, um, but we have several husband-wife couples yeah. that kind of go through it together. And they get their hearing checked together to just kind of see where they are. No, that's great. And my it's, it's my great. grandparents, uh, my grandparents, I think... My his hearing is a little bit worse than hers, but yeah, they they do it together. They do it together. It's and really it's, cute. Yeah, it really it's is because really you you may as well. You may as and well. I mean, you can... should start getting checks. When when would you recommend people so, to start getting hearing checks? If you if you start to notice a change in your hearing, or if you notice that you're missing things, you probably have hearing loss at that point. But really, they recommend fifty and over to have mm-hmm. a hearing check, and a lot of times it's a baseline. Yeah. It's just a baseline just to see where you are, just to keep it on file. Um, but if you are already noticing things, you probably have hearing loss at yeah. that point. Yeah. And, and really through COVID, wearing masks and taking away the facial cues. People noticed people a lot more. People noticed it a lot more. People were like, I, you know, I've been reading lips more than I thought I was. And I have been compensating a lot more than I thought. Oh, that's yeah, so interesting. So we've seen a lot of folks that said, I didn't really realize how bad it was Yeah. until we all started wearing masks. And and so that kind of, you know, I think it made people more aware and more in tune. Yeah. Um, especially with communication mm-hmm. because, you know, we realized just how important communication is sure. during that time when we were limited with yeah. communicating. So. so tell us about some of the newer technologies that you have at your office. So the technology in the last five years has really changed a lot. Um, Hearing aids, there was a lot of frustrating things about hearing aids and things that people still may perceive as the current technology. And why they don't. Yeah, why they don't get anything or they they say, I don't want to deal with it. Um, So we don't deal with batteries anymore. Oh, that's great. So they charge just like an iPhone, just like AirPods. They charge every night. And they last all day. Um, they connect to phones, so you can stream podcasts, you can stream audiobooks, oh. and your hands free on the phone. And then you can also adapt the hearing aids based on your environment with your phone. So, say you're in a quiet room and you go into a restaurant and it's really noisy, you can go in and change the settings on your hearing aids to filter more of the noise out. Mm. And it works really, really well. It's very easy to use. And um, we have 98-year-olds using iPhones in restaurants and adjusting their hearing aids. And and, and they're really able to do it easily. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to have a smartphone to use the hearing aids. Um, it's just one of the features that comes with it now. But the acceptance rate of hearing aids, because it's a, a technology that's really integrated with our lives now, um, has, has gone up a lot. People like them a lot more than they used to. And they sound a lot more natural yeah. than they used to. Um, and I feel like they're so subtle. They're looking. so subtle. They're, you know, it's like when you get a new car and you start driving around, you're like, everyone has my car. Yeah. You start realizing when you wear hearing aids how many people have hearing aids. When you're standing in line at the grocery store and you start looking at the back of people's heads and you're like, I had no idea this many people wore them. 
Yeah. And and it's it they are. They're very subtle now and And it's a it's life changing. It's very I mean, much life changing. And it's one of the few things that, you know, medically that you can change where you can get an immediate improvement. Mm-hmm. And especially in people's quality of life. Um, because as we age we want to stay active. We want to stay engaged. We know there are lots and lots of benefits long-term health-wise. And, um, and if you can't hear and communicate, you tend to be withdrawn and, and isolated, really isolated. Yeah. And, and so what our hopes are is that hearing aids will reconnect people and get them doing the things that they really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I love that you can adjust it because I can only imagine how frustrating that would be to walk into, like we were saying before we started recording, to walk into some restaurants that are just so loud. So loud. And, and restaurants are loud even if you don't have hearing loss. Oh, yeah. But if you have hearing loss, what happens is you hear all of the noise around you and you don't hear the conversation in front of you. And so being able to adapt these hearing aids makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and, and just the technology itself has gotten so much better at filtering out that noise because that is the hardest situation for people with hearing loss is hearing in noise. Yeah. That that really that's what we hear all the time. I am having trouble hearing in a restaurant or a family gathering. And, and those are the places where you want to hear the conversation the most. Exactly. Really. And so we've gotten a lot better with technology and and really the hearing aids are adaptable so much now that we can customize them to you. We can customize them to you based on your hearing levels, based on what's important to you, based on your lifestyle. So there's a lot we can do, and it's not really a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. Um, it, it takes some time. It takes some adjustments. Um, and so we see our patients back for six weeks, every two weeks, um, and we have a trial period mm-hmm. where they can try the hearing aids in their own environment to make sure they're happy with them. Yeah. Um, because we want you to be successful. We want this to be something that you wear every single day, all day, and and that you want to put on in the morning. Yeah. And, and our patients, when they are happy with their hearing aids, they love them. And if something happens to one of them, they are calling us. Yeah. Fix my hearing aid. Um, and a lot of times we can fix it same day in the office. Well, and it's it's so different than like, you know, glasses where you have the different, you kind of have to move up your prescription as mm-hmm. your, your sight gets worse. But with the hearing aids, I would assume, I mean, obviously as technology changes, you yeah. have to change it out. But you, if your hearing loss does get worse, you just make adjustments. Exactly. You just make adjustments to the hearing aids. And it's very unlikely you're going to outgrow the hearing aids. Yeah. Because hearing loss is just so slow moving and gradual. And so we will. We'll recheck your hearing every few years and go in and adjust the hearing aids. And and, and you're right. You don't have to change glasses, you know. You don't have to change hearing aids with that point. Yeah. Um, but that does help that they're adjustable. They're also remote adjustable as well. Oh. So you can use your phone kind of like FaceTime. And if someone says, you know, it's not a great time for me to leave the house or the weather's not great, we can do it remotely. Huh. Yeah, that works wow. really well. That's mm-hmm. fancy. Yeah. So do you work, um, I assume sometimes you work with kids. Not often. So yeah. we don't work with kids often. Um, I previously saw pediatrics, so I have had a few follow me, but now yeah. they're like 17. Oh. They're like grown up. Yeah. Um, but we do see kids occasionally, but most of the time our focus is on adults. Okay. Just because many times with, with kids with hearing loss, they need to be somewhere where they can get speech therapy, 
where they can have an ENT if they have an ear infection. And yeah. so they're almost better well-suited somewhere, especially when they're small, where they have the full gamut of all the professionals right there together. Sure. Um, but I have a few, but they're all grown up now. Oh. <laughs> so how long have you been in your current uh, space now? So we've been in our space for 18 months. Oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, I know. It's gone by really I feel really like you fast. just moved in. We feel like that, too. Um, so we've been there for 18 months, but I, I've been practicing in the area now for 12 years. Okay. So that's, so tell us a little bit about your team. Yes. We have a great team. So we have, um, fortunately my team has been with me even before this location. So we've all worked together for a while now. Um, we have Mary who Mary really is great at patient interaction and she is the person that remembers people's birthdays Aww. and anniversaries. Um, so what, what Mary does in her main role is, is communicating with our patients, um, scheduling our patients, um, interacting in the front with our patients and kind of welcoming them and greeting them. Um, front of the house. Front of the house. She's the <laughs> first impression and she is so important um, because many times people will see me and they're like, where's Mary? I want to see Mary. <laughs> I talked to Mary on the phone about her grandchildren. Um, and then Emily works directly with me. Emily is training to be a hearing instrument specialist. So she will be working. She already does a lot of the things she'll just continue to do, um, but she's getting licensed. And so Emily does a lot of troubleshooting she de deals with Bluetooth all day, every day. Whew. A lot of Bluetooth troubleshooting. <laughs> a lot of that. Um, she does a lot of our repairs. Um, and then she, so she, there's many days that I see patients and she sees patients. Um, because a lot of times if something happens to a hearing aid, we really want to get that hearing aid fixed quickly. Yeah. So that patient can continue to hear. So Emily's going to be repairing it and, and working with those patients that need kind of a quick fix. Um, and then we do have a student intern for the summer. We just got her. Oh, cool. I know. We're really excited. Um, she is a, she's getting ready to be a sophomore at App. Okay. Um, Abby. So Abby's working with us and she's kind of learning the ropes and um, just giving us some, an extra hand in the office. And so yeah. she's kind of being trained everywhere. So she's going to be cross-trained. So That's she'll awesome. be able to also, being a small team, if someone gets sick, you know, having an extra person really helps. Sure. Because it can be it can be stressful if, if someone's out and someone's sick and we need need some extra help. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we talked about this the last time you came on, but I think it, it is worth repeating. I want to hear some of the best tips that you have for avoiding hearing loss. Oh, yes. This is a great one. So how can we, you know, continue to keep our hearing good? Well, one of the biggest things is to wear hearing protection. So even if you're mowing... Even if you're weed eating, even if you're outside blowing, um, you need to have. If headphones you're on stage with a loud band, yes, <laughs> hearing protection. <laughs> um, and you can go a few routes with hearing protection. You can get kind of the over-the-ear muffs that you can just pick up for real inexpensive. You can get custom hearing protection. So we take impressions of your ears, and it's really cool. We have a few ways to do it. We can do shooting plugs where you can hear the person talking huh. and then the vibration of the gun causes it to close off. Um, we have uh, musician plugs that are a big hit where they're filtered. So they bring the level of the music down to a safe level, but you can still hear. It's not like wow. a solid plug in your ear. Yeah, if you're a concert goer, that's like a game changer for people. That is insane technology. Yeah, and then we do in-ears 
for um, people who play and perform in bands where you have you can kind of hear and monitor your voice mm-hmm. and it's all custom. Yeah, yeah, it works really well. We have lots and lots of local people that play and um, we have some orthopedic surgeons that we see that wear hearing protection in the OR. Uh, because if you think about it, they're hammering and banging and sawing is pretty loud in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the same thing with dentists. We have some dentists that wear them as well because the drills. Yeah. The drills are just really high-pitched and very loud. Oh. And so they can still hear their staff talking to them. Um, but then... Because that's important. Because that's important. <laughs> you know, make sure you're on the right leg. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then the, the filter brings it down to a safe level to where it's not going to be harmful. So, that's incredible. Yeah. So definitely wearing hearing protection. Now, some medications are prone to causing hearing loss. And really? So, yes. And so, a lot of times they're chemo med- medicines. So you can't avoid it. Yeah. Um, but just talking to your doctor about it, having a baseline before you start the medicine and being tested throughout the course of the medication mm-hmm. um, is important. Um, so we, you know, knowing that as well. Um, and then, no, not sticking things in your ears that yeah. you don't need to stick in your ears. Um, and, and other than that, just kind of if you notice a change in your hearing and if you notice something's going on, getting checked. Because the key with hearing and with hearing loss is the sooner you address it, the better you will do. Yeah. If you wait and wait and wait. It That's is, true with anything. It's it'll, just It'll anything. fester. <laughs> it'll fester. And it's just a lot harder to get used to hearing aids. Yeah. Um, we see folks, and if they kind of are a little more proactive – it's like they get hearing aids, they move on, they're great. Um, ones who have waited for 20, 30 years, it's a difficult road. Yeah. It's not that they can't. It's just harder. Yeah. It's just a lot harder that for makes them sense. to adapt makes to sense. it. Yeah, it just, um, oh, my gosh, it was at the tip of my tongue. Oh, do you have a preference? And I've noticed this in the headphone world. So with, like, AirPods, they were, like, obviously the in-ear ear, and uh-huh. now the other coming back where they're they over-ear. Is there... A better or worse? Well, Apple has, it was a while ago, they went out and they um, they did limit the output of the headphones. Mm. So they are at a lower level to where they are safer now. But the over-the-ear is going to be safer than the in-the-ear because the in-the-ear, it, it's going to get a seal. Yeah. And if you have a smaller ear canal, you're going to get more sound. Yeah. Versus, I have really small ears. And it so hurt, it usually hurts me to wear headphones for too long. Too long. <laughs> and so you, you do. If someone next to you can hear the music, it's too loud. Yeah. It's too loud. And that goes for any type of headphones. If somebody next to you can hear it, it's too loud. I'll tell my kids that in the car. I'm like, I can, <laughs> I hear, can it. hear it. It's too loud. I can hear it. Turn it down. Yeah. Um, but just. I mean, we are very much a culture now of things in our ears, of listening constantly, and so we just kind of need to be aware. It does kind of seem like the headphone world, it is going back to the over It is going though. back. They are coming back and, yeah. you know, and back to listening to stuff really loud. And so we just kind of need to be cautious of it, you know. Yeah. You know, but it's hard to be proactive when you're young. You're like, oh, this won't bother me down the road. Well, and is there, I guess the headphones sort of automatically do it, but I I know for something I had not thought about, all my friends are starting to have kids, and, you know, for example, if you're putting your toddler on the plane for the first time and you want to put some headphones on them and entertain them, how can you make sure that it is a safe level for for their little ears? Well, and when you put them on them, you can go into the tablet or the phone, and you can set the level, 
And, you know, if you set it halfway through, you know it's not going to be harmful. Yeah. You can also go in and you can lock it uh. to where you can lock the screen on the iPhone or the tablet to where they can't turn it up or down. Yeah. Which is helpful because sometimes they're playing with it and they'll turn it up accidentally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, locking those features in the phone or the tablet is something that I did when mine were little. I yeah. went in and locked it so they couldn't they couldn't go in and change any settings. They couldn't go in and turn the volume up. They just got to watch the video. That's yeah. all they got to do. Yep. Now they know how to get around all that. <laughs> how old are your kids now? They're five and seven. So oh. my youngest is going to kindergarten. Oh, how exciting. I know. So I don't have any preschoolers or any little ones anymore. So they're growing up. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like I have gotten much busier as they've gotten older. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm now just you're, like, you're a taxi I'm driver. I'm a driver. <laughs> I'm just a, a driver. And oh, and it only gets worse. I was going to oh. say, yeah, you're just getting started, girlfriend. <laughs> well, I did. I had to I had to get a babysitter this summer, and I was like, your main job is transportation. Yeah. Because I said, you'll save me so much time just driving. Are they already into all the sports? Uh, they're into a few sports. Um, yeah. Swim team just started, so that's a big deal. And, yeah. Um, what else? Is it? Golf. They're doing golf. Ah, oh, Tanglewood. Nice. Yeah, I wish I would have started golf at a young age. Tanglewood has a great program for kids. Yeah, and um, they love it, and they have little matches, and it's really. Yeah. And their golf clubs are so tiny. So okay, speaking of swimming, that made me think. Do you are any tips or tricks or things to avoid? Because I know swimmers' ear and getting a lot of yes. water in your ear can be a big issue for it really can. any age, but so especially kids. There's there's um so you can use eardrops. So mm-hmm. you can use eardrops when you get out, and what it is is it's like. Equal parts alcohol, water, and vinegar, mm. and and what it, you can make up a little bottle, or you can just buy it at like CVS or Walgreens. And so what it does is the alcohol will actually dry out the moisture in your ear because moisture you don't want to keep moisture in your ear because moisture can create bacteria, it can create fungus, and so the goal after you get out of the pool is to try to dry your ears out. Yeah. Some people will even use a blow dryer, not like right up on their ear, but they really? will blow dry kind of around it. Yeah. Just to, dry, just to get any of the moisture out. Yeah. No, definitely do not stick a blow dryer right up to your <laughs> ear. Um, but just to kind of get that moisture out and to dry it out, because you don't want the moisture to sit. Yeah. Is the only thing. Because yeah. that, that's what swimmer's ear is, is like a bacteria growth in the ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And it it happens from just moisture. Yeah. Well, and I think some people just seem to be more. Well, and if you have earwax in your ear, and the moisture gets behind the earwax, oh, then you're really in trouble. Then you're really in trouble, and then you're going to get an ear infection. Yeah. Yeah. My poor doggy got an ear infection oh, yeah. last week, and it's yeah, because they have you know it just, his ears flop just over, set. and I'm like, well, of course you're gonna. Yeah, get I have ear. a golden, and we um, whenever we wash her, we actually <laughs> we actually will pin her ears up <laughs> to let her ears dry, and we will blow dry the hair underneath. Oh, and she loves she really likes to be wow, blow dry. she loves it. Okay, well you got lucky. Yeah, pampered. She, she oh she's she's a girl. She acts like a girl. A diva. She does. And uh, but we will we'll pin her ears up on top of her head to let her ears dry out. Oh my gosh! Because she funny. will she will get major ear infections. Yeah. After a bath. That's a good idea. Well, mine's a doodle, so he gets haircuts every feels like all the time. Oh yeah. So I'm like clean off the ears. He yeah. does not like me touching his ears. Oh yeah. Like at all. And he's 115 pounds, so there's not a lot I can do. There's if he not a lot. Want me no, to he's like him. I don't like it. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> Running away from me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, it, that comes with the territory in my house. I touch everybody's ears. <laughs> the kids. They just have I'm to like, get come over here. it. Come here, let me clean your ears. The dog. I, everybody's just kind of used to me messing with their ears. That is funny. Oh, no. ears, my husband gets ear haircuts. <laughs> 
They have, uh, we have them in our office too. That's like a little the struggle trimmer. is real. The struggle is real. <laughs> and it's a little trimmer and it works very well. That's great. And so sometimes I'm like, you're going to get an ear haircut today. <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> like this hearing aid, it, it can't get past his hair. <laughs> that is funny. So, okay, as we're wrapping up, which I could talk to you all day, but we, um, I just want to let people know where they can find you. Okay. Online, on social media, your physical so, location. So we are right here in Winston. We are off Westgate Center Circle. So it's just a little baby street off of Westgate. Um, we're kind of behind Forsyth Internal Medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, My doctor. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great doctors over there that we work with. Um, and my eye doctor, too, because Kaluzny's my... Kaluzny's right at the end of our street. Yeah. They're our neighbors. Oh. So we have an eye doctor. We have a dentist on our street. Well, very convenient. One very convenient. <laughs> and I mean, eyes, ears, teeth, that's all you need, right? Yep, yep. Um, and then our website is Hear Well, Live Well, NC... Or, yeah. Hear Here, well, live well, nc.com. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I don't say it a lot. <laughs> It'll put, uh, Amy will put this in our show notes too so people can click okay. on your website. Awesome. Awesome. And on social media, I think uh, we said that at the beginning, but just to the recap. The handle is Nichols Hearing and Audiology. Okay. Yes. Go watch the ear cleaning Yes. Video. Go watch the video. It's worth it. And then our number is 336 842 3437. Well, so. thank you so yes. much for coming to chat with oh, us. Yeah, I always have a great time coming. Yeah. yeah we're going to start a series. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, we're gonna, what else we're going to talk about? I mean, ears. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Something else exciting. We've got to get me in there, and then we can come talk about it. You can ears. be a testimonial. Yeah. We can, clean it, we can clean out your ears on a Facebook Live. Yes, we'll stream it. All right. I love it. People love it. All right. That is a wrap for today. Thank you. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.